Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Well, meta means beyond, and human means the conditioned mind, the conditioned story. Every story that has been told has not only been recycled, but it has been improved upon. Hey, thanks for joining us on Road to Somewhere, where we talk about exploration, adventure, major life change, and transformation. It's about not necessarily knowing where we're going, but having faith that the journey will be worthwhile. I'm Lisa Oz. I'm Jill Herzig. I'm fighting a uh, case of intimidation here because we have (laughs) such a major world-changing guest with us today. We do. He is, oh my gosh, he's Time Magazine's one of the top 100 heroes, founder of the Chopra Foundation, Chopra Global, and... He's waving his hand in the air to don't, say, let's not talk don't about, even. Because everybody knows Deepak Chopra. He does not need an introduction. I just want to throw out one little stat. You have 90 books. How is that physically possible? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> you have to be a neurotic, so um, that's what I am. They call it OCD. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, so... Compulsive and neurotic. And your your newest book, 90th national bestseller, Metahuman, Unleashing Your Infinite Potential. Unbelievable. So this podcast is called Road to Somewhere. It's about the journey, as we mentioned in the, in the little preamble. And the feeling lost. <laughs> so we're... Uh, the journey, a journey usually has a destination. We're going somewhere. Where should we be headed? Where are we going? What are we doing? 
<laughs> Why are we here, Deepak? <laughs> you know, you remind me of a poem from T.S. Eliot, We Shall Not Cease From Exploration, and the end of our exploring is to arrive where we started from and know that place for the first time. Mm. So we're headed to our source. Right back to this this recording room. <laughs> <laughs> to the source. This recording room is a space-time event in consciousness. That's all it is. It'll pass. Well, it will definitely the pass. The characters in the room will pass. The program will pass. The studio will pass. It's just a perceptual activity in consciousness. What is real is the consciousness in which this is happening. And that's what, that's what the journey is to get in touch with that consciousness? For humans, yes. Not for other species. Uh, for, you know, I don't think other species have stories about existence. They just exist yeah. and they're part of the ecosystem. But uh, we are an interesting species. Either we are an anomaly or um, we are the universe wanting to know itself. I don't think there's any other species that has a story about existence. Existence is, right? And every other species is part of the ecosystem that creates a homeostatic, self-regulatory balance. Humans have ruined that, of course, with climate change and extinction of species and poison in our food chain and uh, violence and mechanized death and cyber hacking and everything that we do to basically disconnect from our source. But as a result of that, we've also created technology. You know, we, we are able to do this program. We have air conditioning. We have, uh, you know, we don't die of heat stroke or we didn't die of infections <laughs> coming back <laughs> now. But the point is, this is a very strange species because we have created a subject-object split. There's me and there's the rest of the universe. That, that's bizarre. Actually. And there are the Even stories that idea. we're telling ourselves. Yeah, and the story is this is a physical world. I was born on such and such day, such and such time, Greenwich Mean Time, such and such latitude, longitude. We made it up. The whole thing is a story. And then after we... Uh, create a story, then we want to know what does it mean. First of all, we created it. Now that we have to imbue it with meaning. I was born, I'm going to go through this lifestyle, and then there's death. After that, numerous stories. There's heaven, there's hell, there's purgatory, there are lokas. Made it all up. So, okay, so if you're a child that is born in complete isolation mm -hmm. and never hears one of those stories, mm -hmm. do you think they have the ability even to reflect? I mean, what? No, no, so what happens then? They are not part of society. We've heard of children who are born in the wild, brought up by, say, another species, even a primate or a bear mm -hmm. and or a wolf. Uh, you've heard of yeah. those wolf mm -hmm. boys. They Romulus and Remus. They don't become part of our social constructs and our society. So what is the first thing we do when we're born? As soon as, as, soon as you start to become a little aware, your parents start telling you stories. And in fact, they tell you stories before sometimes, nursery rhymes and you know, stories and all interesting stories, but recycled mostly and some improved one. But what's the first thing we learn? Counting, ABC, 
alphabet, then words, and then stories. And then we embed ourselves in the story. You say, I'm a male, I'm human, I'm Indian or American or whatever. You know, this is my nationality, this is my culture, this is my inheritance, all of which is very created the human universe. We live in a human universe. Everything that you see and touch and taste and smell and give a construct to is a human invention. So when I look at this iPhone, uh, as an adult, it's an iPhone because I learned language and I also learned counting and all those things that we learn. You know, I don't remember when I learned them. No one remembers when they learned how to speak, but they learned. No one remembers how they learned how to interpret raw perception, but they did. You know, you were told, this is a hand, this is a spectacle, or this is a nose, this is a body. Uh, that's the Empire State Building. But before you were told that, it was a perceptual activity in consciousness. The interpretation came later, and that created the human universe. Everything you, from stars to galaxies to other realms of existence is all made up. So this is where I'm confused. I understand to a certain extent, okay, maybe it's the definition of what you're saying, a human construct, because on the if, if by human construct you mean the... Anything that's a word. Okay, but the, you're not talking about a mountain, specifically a mountain, not the interpretation of mountain, not the words that mean mountain, but... But a physical mountain, are you saying that that is a construct of the human consciousness or of the universal consciousness? And It's a construct of the human consciousness. Let, let's talk about the mountains. mountains existed before humans. <clears throat> Not as that appearance. The mountain you see is a human mountain. It's not the mountain uh, of an insect with a hundred eyes. It's not the mountain of a bat that experiences that mountain as the echo of ultrasound. It's not the mountain of a snake that moves through infrared navigation. It's not the mountain of a butterfly that has 50,000 lenses in its eyes that move like a kaleidoscope. I don't know what the mountain looks like to a kaleidoscope. So what See, is the mountain before it's perceived? Actually, what is it from a scientific point of view? Yeah. Which is inaccurate too, by the way. <laughs> so from a scientific point of view, the mountain is atoms and molecules and force fields and gravity and electromagnetism, strong interactions, weak interactions, the whole bit. But that's also a construct for a mode of knowing and experience. In this case, a human mode and of knowing and experience. So before you can call that a mountain... You have to experience it. How do you experience it? Visually as a color, as a form, as a shape. On the level of sensation, it's just hard, rocky, edgy, etc., which are words we're giving. But without words, there's an experience. What is that experience? You know, the physical world is an experience in waking state of consciousness. As soon as I open my eyes, I say, this is a physical world, this is a physical body. But close your eyes and there's no physical world. There's only sensations, images, feelings, thoughts. You open your eyes and what is their color, shape and form? 
The only difference between this and this, I'm pointing to my phone and the desk, is color. Without color, there's no shape. Without shape, there's no form. So this shape, this form, and its interpretation is a human construct, as is the mountain, as is the Milky Way galaxy. Because when you look at the Milky Way galaxy, what's happening in your consciousness is sensations, images, feelings, thoughts. That's it. And the Milky Way galaxy and the body go together as a perceptual activity. They're entangled. And that perceptual activity is happening in a species of consciousness that we call human consciousness, not in any other species. What is it before it is even the experience of other species? You know, other species in Eastern wisdom traditions, we call them sentient beings because they are conscious beings. Even a tree is a sentient being. It's moving towards light. It communicates with other trees, etc., etc. So each sentient being is actually constructing its own experience of what we call the physical world. In reality, there's no such thing. Now, even our perceptions, which we think are accurate, are totally misleading. So my perception says the earth is flat. Nobody believes that anymore. My perception tells me the ground we are sitting on or walking on is stationary. We know it's spinning at dizzying speeds and hurtling through space at thousands of miles an hour. My perception tells me things are solid, that mountain is solid, but I know it's even scientifically, is proportionately as void as intergalactic space. If I could see it as it really is, I'd see a huge emptiness with a few scattered dots and spots and some random electrical discharges, which actually, when they are not observed, also disappear into the emptiness. So what's the universe made of? Nothing. Oh, gosh. Okay, on that note, <laughs> we're going to take a quick then break. Then what is this nothing? <laughs> we're going to come on back and note, We're going to put our heads on our desks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. To before the break, Deepak just told us that that everything is nothing, basically. Correct. So what you're saying is that outside of our consciousness, outside of perception, nothing exists? There is nothing? And it, on a planet that we've never discovered, it doesn't actually exist? If we haven't perceived, if there is no perception and no awareness, there is no existence. Is that what you're saying? So just to elaborate on that, consciousness is not your personal property. So you don't have consciousness. You are consciousness. You don't have consciousness the way you have green eyes or dark hair or a beautiful nose. Those are not, those are your possessions. You think they are, even they are not, they're recycled dust. But uh, <laughs> at some, at least you think you own them, right? That's my band but name, you don't recycled own dust. consciousness. You are an activity in consciousness. You are consciousness experiencing a changing activity that you call the body. Your consciousness experiencing changing thoughts that you call the mind. Your consciousness experiencing changing feelings that you call emotions. Your consciousness experiencing changing perceptions that you call the physical body and the mountain or the Milky Way galaxy. Sorry. Uh, what does it bring us to have that awareness? What it brings us in one word is go beyond all thought. So meditation, yoga, mindful awareness, self-reflection, contemplative self-inquiry, transcendence, going to ask if this is an emotion, who's having this emotion? Where does it come from? And you'll soon discover that what we call an emotion is just a modification of consciousness. So you don't see this as an abstract concept. You see this as something that you that we can be in touch with all the time. All the time. If you realize that no system of thought, whether it's religion, philosophy, theology, science, can give you access to reality. No system of thought can give you access to reality. Thought is a human invention. It's the symbolic representation of I'm now symbolically representing to you my internal world. And you are doing that, and you are doing that. So language is the symbolic representation of experience. And experience, raw experience is sensations, perceptions, images, feelings, thoughts. If you want an acronym for that, S-I-F-T. If you have any experience that's outside of S-I-F-T, let me know. <laughs> okay. There's no experience outside of SIFT. The rest is a story, religious story, theological story, philosophical story, scientific story. So you say 
in Metahuman, in your book, that we assign a great deal of importance to everyday choices and that those are our habits, essentially. And, and you advise that we need to sort of feel less entangled in habit. So I am a hugely habit-attached person. I like to follow these patterns that I've set for myself that I believe help me. Why should I detangle from them and how? Well, some habits are very useful as rituals. So I have the habit. Uh, we do yoga Your every yoga day. Habit, I yeah. meditate. I eat at a certain time. I sleep at a certain time. And there's a d- daily routine that I follow. Those habits allow me, therefore, not to waste my energy in thinking about those things which are absolutely useful to me. Mm-hmm. But there are certain habits, uh, like reacting in a certain way, to a person, you know, you automatically have a automatic response. So the more you practice being during the day, which I do, but which is part of the tradition of yoga, is to take moments to be in choiceless awareness, which means no choice, just being. Just being. And then you see that how you spontaneously choose things in the moment that are evolutionary and joyful and surprising and usually loving and compassionate and holistic and not violent. Choiceless awareness is the highest intelligence. But now if you imbue that with subtle intention, and subtle intention for me means empathy, compassion, joy, equanimity, service, karma yoga, then you're all set. Is there a reality outside of perception, though? Is there, like, Plato's ideal world, is there something that is not dependent on human perception, butterfly perception, any perception? Is there something, the ultimate reality? Yes, it's infinite consciousness, what people call God. But God is a dangerous word these days for scientists. So what you call God or Ein Sof or Allah or Brahman or non-local consciousness or infinite possibilities or infinite creativity or uh, the force of evolution, which is happening by itself all the time, Now, I have a different view of evolution. I don't believe in mechanistic, reductionist uh, uh, evolution because I don't believe in matter. I think evolution is guided by consciousness. And uh, we are a species of consciousness, just like the branches of a tree are the uh, branches of a single trunk. Uh, So too, uh, our consciousness is one branch of infinite versions of consciousness. So today's physicists are talking about uh, multiple universes and multiverses and infinite versions of you. In fact, uh, the latest book from Caltech uh, by Sean, uh, what's his name, the head of physics there, talks about multiple, and that's the latest theory in science is that we're part of the infinite versions of you, infinite universes, on and on. But they could only exist in consciousness. (laughs) They can't exist anywhere else. So what is consciousness? You say, is there a reality, ultimate reality, outside of our perception? 
the answer is it's not available to us unless we transcend our perceptions. That's the value of these great traditions. And is that, that said, once you transcend, you know, just yeah. sorry. Yeah. The religious experience, so-called religious experience, spiritual experience, only three things. One is transcendence. You you know your existence as not being in space-time and causality, independent of space-time, number one. Number two, the emergence of what people call platonic values, truth, goodness, beauty, harmony, love, compassion, joy, equanimity, because you've touched the source. And number three, um, loss of the fear of death, because, you know, death happens to an experience, not to you. And it's happening right now. You know, every thought is born and dies as soon as it occurs. Every perception is actually a, is a snapshot. I look here, snapshot, look here, snapshot. In between, there's awareness. Okay, the snapshot is in time, but the awareness is not in time. Why is it not in time? Because it has no shape. It has no color. It can't be seen. It can't be heard. You can't touch it. So it's formless. If it's formless, then it must be infinite. Because anything that has form, whether it's a molecule or a galaxy, is not infinite. Only the formless is infinite. So once you get in touch with your formless being, which I do, by the way, every night, I die to the world, and I die to this lucid dream in the vivid now that we call physical reality, you transcend to that infinite being, which you can call God or whatever. But there is only that. Everything is a modified expression of that. Everything that you can think of, perceive, sift, sensations, images, perceptions, thoughts, is a modified expression of the infinite as that finite experience. Once you get there, there's no death, there's no birth. These are human constructs for ever-changing experiences happening in what we call timeless now, because now is not a moment in time. By the time you hear these words, they don't exist. Okay, so anything that you experience is in time, but that which is having the experience is not in time. When we come back, I want to talk about ways that we can get to where you are. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two caps a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, so we've been talking about, I guess, ultimate reality and awareness of that. And I want to just dig down and figure out how we get there, because I, I think most, at least Jill and I, are not, are not there yet. So what yeah. can we do on a daily basis to bring us a little closer to so, that awareness? Yeah, I'll do my best to make this practical and understandable, but if I don't, then forgive me. We'll right? stop you is what we'll do. Yes, stop it. Okay, right now there's a very popular word in our culture. And <laughs> that word is yoga. Okay, so let's just look at that word, what it means. Yoga is related to the English word yoke. So when Jesus in the New Testament says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, he's talking about yoga. Um, why? Because he says, I and the Father are one, I am in you, you are in me. That's yoga. It's yoga means getting in touch with the source of existence. And by existence, anything that exists, anything that exists. Existence means it exists, however we interpret it. So yoga is not a system of thought. Now, traditionally, yoga is divided into four aspects. The yoga of being, which is meditation, but transcendence. Okay, now... Uh, you can have yoga, that's called Raj Yoga, Royal Yoga. Um, the yoga of being through meditation, but also when you practice regular yoga, you're in fact practicing mindful awareness if you're doing it properly. You know, you're watching your breath, you're watching your movements, you're not interpreting them, you're feeling them, and you're getting to the source of all experience, sift the source, which is pure consciousness, infinite possibilities. First yoga. And all the regular yoga we do every day, you know, whether it's pranayama or, or physical yoga, going to a studio, learning about um, focused awareness, that's all the royal yoga. So there's no wrong way to be doing yoga. You can no. go to the hot yoga class. You can do it to a, so those to are a streaming video. Those adaptations. Okay. Yoga simply means being aware of movement without interpretation and feeling that part of the body where you're having sensations. And the complete um, you know, 
program of yoga, which is about 30 postures mm-hmm. plus, and it doesn't matter, hot yoga, whatever yoga. Yeah. There are standing postures, lying postures, twists, forward bends, backward bends, and um, sitting postures. What is it about those forms themselves? I mean, is there something inherently connected to the universal in those poses rather than just going to the gym and moving your body? In yeah, a- yeah, it's very specific because moving your body is a very nice cardiovascular experience and lifting weights is a nice experience for your muscles. But techniques like yoga or tai chi or qigong or martial arts, they're very specific in making the mind and the body a single coordinated, unitary, unified experience in consciousness. So ultimately, they all lead to the source, number one. Number two, yoga and its methodologies, including the other martial arts and mind-body practices, they stimulate a nerve in the body called the vagus nerve, which is the 10th cranial nerve, and it is the healing nerve in our body. So the 10th cranial nerve actually moves from your midbrain. It interacts with your facial nerve, with your laryngeal nerve. It influences the eye movements. It influences the tone of your voice, facial expressions. It influences heart rate variability. As it goes through the diaphragm, it goes to every organ in the body and causes self-regulation in the body. It's the nerve that has been ignored. It's the parasympathetic nervous system because we all focus on heightened conditioning through stimulating the sympathetic nervous system. But now people are showing, even through devices, if you stimulate the vagus nerve, it brings healing. Now, a complete set of yoga postures stimulates every single branch of the vagus nerve, including the nerves that are going to the hollow organs and the solid organs in the body, including your microbiome, which is the 2 million extra genes in your gut. So this is the healing nerve. And so, yes, that royal yoga we are talking of heals. And by the way, remember the word healing, wholeness, bringing you back to the source wholeness of experience, not mind is separate, body is separate, perceptions are separate. It's all one unified experience in consciousness. That's the royal yoga. Second yoga, love. If you just make love, and that's called bhakti yoga and many other variations of that, but love being the dominant reason for doing anything and everything. It was funny when you were talking about what we teach our children, that's what I felt it skipped over. The very first thing you teach your children is is that you love them. Yeah, but even before you love them, even before you love them, they are already beings full of wonder, curiosity, no interpretation, joyful, mm. smiling, unless yeah. they're wet, so you know, hungry. But a, a being is essentially joyful. Mm-hmm. That's Raj Yoga. Yes. Now, love accelerates that because love, not just as a sentiment, but the ultimate truth, that the source is one. And I and you, when we are at the source, we are inseparable, and that is love. So love is unity consciousness in this framework. Okay? It can be a sentiment, it can be an emotion, it can be a story, but in its ultimate truth, it's the truth at the heart of creation that the observer and the observed, the lover and the beloved, the sacred and the profane, the sinner and the saint 
are all the same being, infinite. So do you look at everyone with that that acknowledgement? So you, when that, if you're practicing yogi, you do. They ask the Dalai Lama, does he hate the Chinese? He said, no, I just hate what they did. But do you love some people more than other people? Like your wife it's natu- more than... It's natural yeah. to love with those that are close to you more. But, uh, you know, when you get to my age... Uh, and you're preparing for death, then you love everyone. Really? Yes. Ah, okay. Are you preparing for death? Are you preparing for death? I'm preparing. You're looking well (laughs) for a man preparing for death, but I think what you're saying is... Ever since I became conscious of the construct, death is magical. It makes life possible. Um, You know, any biologist will tell you that there's a thing in our body that we call apoptosis, programmed cellular death. Mm -hmm. And cancer, what we call cancer, is the loss of memory of death. When cells forget to die because they forget they are part of a wholeness. A cancer cell is on a personal quest for immortality. And what it does ultimately is destroys its source, the host, which is what we're doing as humans. We are destroying the ecosystem of which we are an expression as a result of this subject-object split and the superstition of materialism, the superstition of matter. So but when we understand love in its ultimate truth, uh, Tagore said, the ultimate truth at the heart of creation, then it, love is yoga. And then compassion, empathy, all of them, equanimity, peace, byproducts. So what's the third element? Third element is... Th- reflection, inquiry, looking at your intellect and realizing how unreliable it is. Okay, This third yoga is called the razor's edge because the more you know, the more egocentric you get. And in fact, the more you know, the less you know. A specialist in any field is ignorant of the rest of what is in that field. You know, we know, I know that as an endocrinologist, I don't know what a cardiologist knows or cardiologist doesn't know what uh, immunologist knows. So all our knowing is actually a form of ignorance. And when we start to question our knowing and say, what is it that wants to know? What is it that wants to know the truth? Is my perception the truth? Is my interpretation of perception the truth? And as you practice this yoga called the yoga, which is the razor's edge, you ultimately give up and you surrender to not knowing. And yet you write your 90th book. That's just an element of knowing, an element of insight. But in the end, if you do not address the mistake of the intellect, and what's the mistake of the intellect? I'm an ego-bound identity squeezed into the volume of a body in the span of a lifetime, speaking to other ego-bound entities. And that is a mistake of the intellect. You know, the intellect tells me that I'm here, you're there. The ground is stationary, things are solid. So the yoga of the intellect is to go beyond the intellect and surrender to mystery because there's no cause for existence or awareness of existence that you and I can decide on. I ask physicists, so you believe in the Big Bang, right? What caused the Big Bang? 
what was there before the Big Bang? Oh, there was no time, there was no space. So what caused something that had no time, no space to suddenly emerge into space? What happened in the Planck Epoch, which is 10 to the power of minus 43 seconds when there, were, there was no time? Okay, there were no laws of physics. How did it take 400,000 years of cosmic inflation, mathematical precision, so we can have this conversation? You know, when you really get down to this, everybody agrees there's no cause that can be ascribed to existence or awareness of existence other than we don't know. (laughs) And that is the yoga of the intellect, surrender, ultimately. There's no reason to solve the mystery of existence. Just be in it. And that the fourth yoga? Yeah. And I'm done? (laughs) Karma yoga which means do what needs to be done. Don't worry about the results because they're left to the unknown. When you practice karma yoga, you experience what is called lightness of being. No anticipation, no regrets, no resistance. Just this. How how do you know what needs to be done? I just thought, I mean, Hmm? you say do what needs to be done. In this moment, what needs to be done is give full attention to this conversation. Or, or does it need to be done? I mean, done hmm? maybe that's a perception, right? I mean, that's, and does it need to be done? Doesn't it need there to be done? There is a subtle intention that moves consciousness into activity. Being is one extreme and doing is the other extreme. In between is feeling and thinking. So the yogas embrace all of that. Being, feeling, thinking, reflecting, and then doing. And when you so, do all of this, you are a meta-human? When, when you do all of this, you are like Frank Sinatra. Dooby-dooby-doo. That sounds like fun. Without doing, there's no being. So it's dooby-dooby-doo. And that is meta-human. And that, well, meta means beyond, and human means the conditioned mind, the conditioned story. Every story that has been told has not only been recycled, but it has been improved upon. So, you know, from mythology, actually the story started with gossip, then mythology, then religion, then theology and philosophy, now science, but still stories. So, and they keep getting better in their revised form in that they expand our awareness, but all stories are provisional. Only the source of stories is absolute. And that is you. Oh, gosh. This is <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I, I, I think I feel like I need another year to sit and listen to this. No, I'm, uh, I'm neurotic, as, you, as I said before, uh. and I'm obsessed with what is existence. And I've come to conclusion. This is the biggest mystery. And we should be grateful that it's a mystery. If you solved it, what would you do? Well, we're grateful that you're here to elucidate it somewhat for us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Joe. And to listen to more of Deepak, go to his Daily Breath podcast. That's a shorter one, or Infinite Potential, which is longer form. You can also connect with Deepak on Instagram at Deepak Chopra, on Twitter at Deepak Chopra, or at his website, DeepakChopra.com. And he's also got a new, a new community feature. You can text him at 917-444-5838, and then you'll regularly get messages back directly to you from Deepak. Again, that's 917-444-5838. I'm going to get on my phone and do it right now. 
The Road to Somewhere is recorded in New York City. Make sure you share, subscribe, rate, and review us. And let us hear from you. Where are you on your journey? Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod to Somewhere. Email us at roadtosomewhere at iheartmedia.com. Special thanks to our producer, Alicia Haywood. Thanks for joining us on The Road to Somewhere, available on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.